going to read some lyrics to you. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. <coughs> when I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. Which song's that? 500 Miles By? Good Edinburgh band. They may not have had many hits, but the ones I had were good. We're going to sing that later. All will become clear. 500 miles and another 500 miles and I would go 1,000 miles to fall at your door. So Revelation 4.8 Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. The song of heaven. It's a picture of of unity, uh, unity of purpose, unity of action, unity of love, unity of faith, and unity of hope. The Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, is the perfect picture of unity. Holy, 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 and day and night in heaven, they are singing that praise, never stopping what was and is and is to come. It's eternal and yet our current is, is only part of God's eternity. He sees the beginning from the end. It is perfect longevity. And his trinity, perfect harmony, three in one. And what it means for God's church is that we are made to be together as they are. So here are three scriptures from Paul about the church as a body together. In Romans 12, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us but we each belong to one another. When we say to Jesus, you are my Lord and Saviour, we not only belong to him, but we belong to all the others that have said the same thing. Then in 1 Corinthians 12, no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts by the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So it's the same Spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. And these gifts are given for the common good, for everyone to be built up. And then finally, Ephesians 4, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God's picture of the church is a body where all the parts are built up, all reach unity in faith, and all reach the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. When he comes again, we will be made like him. What a wonderful picture of the church that is. 
together. We are made to belong together, to be together, to work together, and to be made Christ-like together. Now, we're continuing this series on shaping worship, which is pleasing to God, and we're looking at the bits of the communion service, and today we're looking at the collect. Now, some of you may be sitting there, particularly if you come more regularly for the 10.30 or the 11.30, as it currently is. Collect? What's this? What is this beast of which you speak? The collect is a prayer which is... um, said by churches all around the world on a certain day. And there are collects for Sundays, and there are collects for certain special days through the week as well, particularly Saints Day. So the word comes from the Latin collector, rather than the more generic Latin term, oratio, which means prayer. I'm not that smart, by the way. This is all from Wikipedia. And so the Latin word collector means the gathering of the people together. Um, and there are collects, particularly in the Book of Common Prayer, in morning and evening prayer. There's a collect for peace, a collect for grace. And in the evening prayer, even song, if you like, there's that wonderful collect for aid against perils. If you don't know it, look it up, pray it before you go to sleep. It's about being saved from the dangers of the night and that will come safely through to the morning. It's wonderful. But the key is a collect is a prayer together because like the Lord's Prayer or the Gloria, which Lisa was talking about so wonderfully last week, it is a universal global prayer. So uh, if we've got the slide up, um, I've got, the, we actually ironically have three choices for today. Oh, by the way, may the eighth be with you. I know that's wrong, but it was, <laughs> it was the fourth when I was doing it. Um, next slide, please. So, the collect for today is this. Almighty God, whose Son, Jesus Christ, is the resurrection and the life. Raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Raise us up and point us up towards God. What a wonderful prayer. We agree? And to think that that is being prayed all around the world, over the 24 hours that the sun rises and sets, across the whole world, that is being said by churches all around the world. Isn't that amazing? But we have a choice. There's a second one. So maybe not actually those words. Risen Christ, faithful shepherd of your father's sheep, teach us to hear your voice and to follow your command that all your people may be gathered into one flock to the glory of God the Father. This Easter prayer is about all being one together. Isn't that a wonderful prayer? So some people will be praying that one. But those who follow the Book of Common Prayer, if we can have the final one, which have a completely different set of collects, Almighty God who shows to those in error the light of your truth so that they may return to be right with God, grant all those admitted to the fellowship of Christ's church that they may reject those things that are contrary to your truth and follow all things that agree with your truth through our Lord Jesus Christ. What a prayer to be praying for the church, that we are all knowers of God's truth and we stick and we follow that truth and are obedient to it. What a wonderful prayer being said by millions of people around the world. So to our reading... 
um, which was from Revelation 8. And I really, uh, a wonderful reading that um, sets up the background with the opening of the seals, etc. But I really want to focus on one thing, which is with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne, the smoke of the incense from the angels, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Isn't that wonderful picture of all the prayers of all the people gathered up with the incense from the angels rising up as this wonderful fragrance to God's nostrils? It doesn't mention nostrils, but I thought that was... Isn't that a wonderful picture of togetherness? And what happens... What happens when God receives these prayers and this incense? Peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning and earthquake as they're cast down by the angel. There is power in prayer. But there's more power in prayer together. Isn't that a wonderful picture? Now the pandemic was about separateness. You may not remember it anymore because you're in denial like I am, but March 2020, we went back into our homes and we didn't see each other for months. Sorry to remind you of that bit. Post-pandemic, I know it's still around, but we're moving on, we have come together. Firstly, in here, then in the car park, and then more in here. Groups have started up. Uh, groups have started up during the week. We'll hear a bit more about that later. We've done seasons. We've done remembrance. Christmas, Easter. Did my first Easter here. I did my first Easter in four years. I forgot what to do. And now we, we are privileged to be able to do this every Sunday. Which means we can be together. We can gather those prayers together. We can mix with the angelic incense together and cast it up to God in power. Amen? Amen. So, in preparation for today, um, I was sitting in the office and I was chatting to Jude and she said, she's just suddenly turned on me. I've sat on the sofa, nice and relaxed. She said, so what's your vision for the church then? I went, ooh, and a whole load of stuff came out. I wish I'd had a a tape recorder. (laughs) It was something like this. If the Trinity is a unity of purpose, a unity of action, a unity of love, a unity of faith, and a unity of uh, the other one, hope, that's one, then that's us. That's my vision for us, is unity of all of those things. Also, that we are spirit-filled, each and every one. We are prayed for, each and every one. We are witnesses, each and every one. We are praying for others, each and every one. That prophets are raised up, who listen and we can weigh what we hear from God. We're hearing each and every one. That we have healers and doers of miracles, leaders, administrators, pastors, and all the other gifts. And across the church, we have each and every one. That we are financial givers, each and every one. That we are encouragers and builders up, each and every one. And grumblers, 
None. The Bible exalts and encourages. The Bible says nothing good about grumbling. Whether it's in the wilderness, <laughs> whether it's in the wilderness, or whether it's in the churches that Paul planted. Let's be encouragers and builders up. Our vision is to be making passionate disciples for Christ. I think that God is saying to the church that 2022 is about increasing the passion in here first. We're coming out of the wilderness. It's increase the passion here. That making passionate disciples works on two levels. We can hear it and think it's about bringing new people in to, to a living faith. And it is that. But it's also our relationship with God going deeper and deeper. And so I think it's about turning up the temperature, the spiritual temperature for Christ Church in 2022. Are we up for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah a bit, maybe, maybe. And we do that together, and we do that for Christ. Because that's our vision making passionate disciples for Christ. I wonder if I could have the PowerPoint picture, which might be the end of that slide. Sorry, Peter. That's one. Um, we were away last weekend, and we went to a, a different church. And this is the... Uh, this was above here, basically. Uh, and it's a crucifix, so Christ is still on the cross. We know he's not there anymore and that we live the resurrected life, but that is a picture of Good Friday. And underneath, you won't be able to read it from where you are, possibly. I don't, can you read it now? Hereby perceive ye the love of God. Now that is going to be above us all the way through this morning. If we want to know the love of God, God sent his son to perish, that we will live forever. What's your reaction to that picture? How do you respond is it too hard, or am I really grateful? Am I convicted of that truth? Or do I say, I would do anything for you because you gave everything for me? That's the challenge today. That's the challenge of Easter. I would do anything for you because you gave everything for me. And the preacher last week was basically doing a sermon about saying your yes to Jesus. Who wants to say yes to Jesus today? Yes. yes to Jesus. And he gave this quote about that yes to Jesus is about giving what we know of ourselves to what we know of God. And you have to unpack that just a little bit. What we know of ourselves about what we know of God. So making passionate disciples for Christ who already believe is deepening both of those things. A deeper knowledge of who we are and a deeper knowledge and a, a closer relationship with God himself. And as we become closer to God, we get to know better who we are and how he can use us. Okay, so it's about giving what we know of ourselves to what we know of God. We can do that once, and that's our conversion but then we can do that every day for the rest of our lives to know more of ourselves 
and to more of God. So making passionate disciples is about doing those two things. Now, I've recommended a book, uh, a couple of books to the church. This is One Crazy Love. It's not a new book. You may have read it already. It's by Francis Chan. It's a very easy book to read. It's a very challenging book because he reads the Bible and he tells you what it says. (laughs) He says we've got a really big God and he says that God asks stuff of us to give our whole lives to him. And there's one bit right at the end uh, which I'd like to quote to you. He was talking about the global church and he was saying there's 1.2 billion people in India. There's 1.3 billion Chinese. And he was talking to uh, people in the Chinese church. And he said they laughed at him about the American focus, he's an American pastor, about the American focus on buildings and that people might switch church because of the music or childcare or preaching or disagreements. Because when they give their lives to Christ, they give up everything that they previously had. And so this is the quote. The majority of believers on the earth find it laughable that we could reduce the call to follow Jesus and make disciples to an invitation to sit in a church service. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. So if we could go back, Peter, thanks. Sorry, I put that slide in the wrong place. Uh, to the, the values, that's one. So this part, I'd just like to remind us about our values. Who knows what the values are of Christchurch? No, I thought so. <laughs> uh, when Christchurch put together a mission action plan four years ago, uh, the PCC agreed a set of values. I absolutely are behind these. I think they're great. But we've lost sight of them. So today is about reminding us what the values are. These are what define who Christchurch are. And you can feedback today if you think it still is who we are. Biblical, rooted in the Bible, deeply committed to living out the Bible in everyday life and growing more like Jesus. Are we rooted and deeply committed? Worshipping and prayerful, growing in our experience and understanding of God, eagerly giving ourselves to God through worship and prayer. Are we eagerly giving ourselves? Outgoing. A church for all, but together we may be outward focused, compassionate, caring, introducing others to Jesus, overflowing with his love, transforming our local communities for the kingdom of God. What a wonderful value to have. Together, looking outwards, overflowing with his love and transforming our local communities. Who wants to transform our local community? It starts in here. Community, deeply committed to one another, meeting together regularly, enjoying each other's company, having fun, and demonstrating generous acts of Christian love, service, and unity, and welcoming and open to newcomers. Love, service, unity, and welcome. Is that our value? I expected you to nod at that point. And if this is a value that we hold, that we think, well, maybe we could do a bit more in that direction, then we can move into that direction of more. I think that's what 2022 is what God is calling us to. Then finally, empowering, where every member discovers and uses their God-given gifts and empowered by God's Holy Spirit is willing to serve, witness, and take risks. We'll say more of that later as well. For the kingdom of God. Spirit-filled, 
a spirit-filled church that's all out for Jesus. So my contention to you this morning is that we are both passionate and together. So what might 2022 look like? This is just a snapshot. There are huge amounts to celebrate where we've moved from nothing to what is on at the moment. And I'm not going to go through them. There's 47 pages in the annual report. Read it. You don't want to hear me go over every single one of them. So I'm just picking out one or two highlights. Last year, we had a service dedicated to Black History Month for the first time. And it was rightly a service of lament that we hadn't done it before and what that means to a number of people. My invitation for 2022, and there's five months to go, I hope that's enough time, is for all our black brothers and sisters to come and celebrate culture, food, history, whatever it looks like, for us and with us, together. I mentioned in the notices um, a couple of Platinum events, and the two teams were organizing wonderful events. I'm not picking on them particularly. This is all sorts of parts of the church. But there's a huge opportunity to coordinate, just to have a conversation and say, well, we're doing this and you're doing that. What are you buying? Maybe we could buy the same things, for example. And just being aware of all of the things that we're doing, uh, link and coordinate with one another, together, making those links more together. And we're doing work in all sorts of areas, like in the, the, the band and the leaders, for example. I just caught Graham's eye. There's all sorts of opportunities to not say, well, we're doing this and we're doing that. Just have a conversation and come together and see where it might go. The foyer we're going to hear about later um, was kind of seen as uh, almost a trading entity that made money. And I suggested, well, actually, no, it's part of Christchurch. It's not a separate entity. It's part of Christchurch, and that's very much how it operates now. We had a course on living in love and faith. There was a debate continuing in the Church of England about marriage. And it's either between a man and a woman, which is the current teaching of the church, or it is any two people, which is what uh, people who would uh, seek change and other churches have changed to. We need to discern what that is and how to live it out as a church together. And we could be like in the Shire, the hobbits, and just ignore what's going on in the world. But at some point in the next few years, it will become an issue for every single church. So we need to do that. Build community for everyone. Single, married, gay, straight, following Jesus' commands together. You may remember um, ooh, three years ago, I came up with this thing called Commitment 2025. Well, we haven't got to 2025 yet. It's on the website, and it's the suggestion of each year reviewing what we're doing and making one new commitment. And for some, that might be a commitment to stop doing something. But there's all sorts of opportunities to serve, to give, to pray more, to get involved in house groups to lead a house group, to go out in mission. There's all sorts of opportunities. That challenge is still there for each and every one. And if the whatever 120 people here make one commitment, there's 120 commitments we didn't have yesterday. So it doesn't need to be a big thing, 
but an ocean is made up of lots of drops of rain. I think God is calling us to more. And that means doing it together and individually. And the next is risk-taking, and we've had a bit of this recently, investing in things, trying things out, even if it might fail. And I'll give you two examples, which I'm sure Jude will talk about later. At Christmas time, we had a bit of money left in the budget. It was 2021. We hadn't done anything. So we had a live nativity. How many saw the live nativity? Donkeys in Purley High Street. It was just amazing. And we picked up people along the way. They go, what is going on? It's, it's built like the Pied Piper, but only better. Don't tell Judah said that. We had an Easter outreach based on the same principles. 150 came at Christmas, 350 came at Easter. Hallelujah. It was a risk, but it paid off. It might not have paid off, in which case we do something else. But stepping out to share the passion, to serve, to pray, to get deeper into our Bibles, to worship. So we're seeking to be passionate disciples, spirit-filled, led by the Spirit, walking in the way of the Spirit, prophesying, healing, worshipping, truth-proclaiming. And that sort of church, Paul wrote to the Corinthians about. He talked about, you're all fascinated with tongues. That doesn't help anybody. But if an unbeliever or an inquirer comes in while everyone is prophesying, and they are convicted of sin and are brought under judgment by all, as the secrets of their hearts are laid bare, so they will fall down, worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. Is that what we'd like to be? If somebody walks in out the street, off the street, they would say, this is a place of God. It is a place of joy. It is a place of faith. It is a place of love. It is a place of joy. And I want more of that. Do we want that? So, I'm going to get you to sing now. And I'm going, to, I'm going to get you to stand up. And we're going to sing a song. This may ruin it for some people, I don't know. And we're going to stand up. Do you remember that song that we mentioned at the beginning? I want you to sing this as worship. The story behind this is, and this journey we made last week, I was sitting in the car. Oh, it seemed like such a good idea at the time. My question to you, Christchurch, is what is your thousand miles this year? What is your thousand miles this year? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are Trinity, you are unity, you are perfect. We thank you that your son died on the cross for us. We thank you that you sent your spirit to be in us and and that you draw us to yourself. Father, we pray that this year will be deeper and that you will light the fire of our passion for you, that we might go out with you, come home to you, be lonely without you, give to you, We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.